Welcome to Great American Things, a reminder of all the people, places, and events we know and love about this country. Now here's the host of our podcast, Robin Chalkley. Hello, and welcome to Great American Things. You know, it's always fun to look at sports and decide who is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. In football, you'd have to agree that Tom Brady gets that nod. The greatest challenge is probably basketball. Would you pick Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem, Jordan, Bird, LeBron? Maybe we'll address that at some future date. But today we're looking at another sport, golf. Who's the goat in the history of golf? Well, you could have made the case for Tiger Woods, because at his peak, he was remarkable. But his lifestyle and physical ailments kept him from reaching the top. Today, we're looking at the best golfer of all time. Our great American thing is Jack Nicklaus. Nicklaus made his debut on the professional level during the heyday of Arnold Palmer, whose charisma alone helped open up golf from a country club sport to one for a mass audience. For a time, Nicklaus was the bad guy who often bested the people's champion. It took years, a patient temperament, and continuous displays of his prodigious talent to win over America. It would take paragraphs to list all of Nicholas's accomplishments. But here's a quick summary. He's won 18 major titles. Tiger is second with 15. Six Masters, five PGA Championships, four U.S. Opens, and three British Opens. And he finished in the top five 56 times. He accumulated 73 PGA Tour victories. He's designed almost 350 golf courses in the U.S. and 34 countries around the world. Naturally, he's in the World Golf Hall of Fame. And there's a Jack Nicklaus Museum on the campus of his alma mater, Ohio State University. Everyone knows Jack's nickname is the Golden Bear. But that wasn't his first nickname. When he started on the PGA Tour, he was a little bit pudgy. So he started being called Fat Jack. Not exactly a moniker anyone would relish. Fortunately, an Australian writer noticed his extra pounds and blonde hair and wrote, He looks like a big, cuddly, golden bear. Jack saw the quote and realized he had a name that would look good on shirts and hats and everything else. Jack Nicklaus, the Golden Bear. As if his professional accomplishments weren't enough, Jack and his wife Barbara established the Nicholas Children's Healthcare Foundation and dedicated the Nicholas Children's Hospital in West Palm Beach, Florida, in 2004. In November 2005, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by President George W. Bush. Author Rick Riley said this about Jack Nicholas. He was not homespun like Sam Sneed, funny like Lee Trevino. His pants didn't need hitching like Palmer's. Instead, he won over America with pure, unbleached excellence. You may be familiar with the new LIV Golf Series, funded by Saudi Arabia. Jack was approached to be co-president of the organization with a payday of $100 million. But he said, 
I've got zero interest in wanting to do something like that. I don't care what kind of money they would have thrown at me. My allegiance has been to the PGA Tour. I grew up on the PGA Tour. I helped found the PGA Tour as it is today. My allegiance is there, and it's going to stay there. I think this Jack Nicholas quote says a lot about how his intelligence influenced his performance. He said, I don't believe in luck, not in golf anyway. There are good bounces and bad bounces, sure, but the ball is round and so is the hole. If you find yourself in a position where you hope for luck to pull you through, you're in serious trouble. Jack has been a paragon in his professional career and an example in his service in the community. No wonder he's a great American thing. Everyone has their list of their favorite movies. For me, that list includes great classics like Citizen Kane and The Graduate. But let's say I'm watching TV and I see that one of my favorites is on. Maybe the movie is half over, but I'll watch the rest of it because I know the story so well. I'm thinking of films like Shawshank Redemption, The Verdict, and A Few Good Men. One of my very favorite movies fits in both the classics and the must-watch categories. This great American thing is Groundhog Day. We now call any event that happens over and over again Groundhog Day. I have to admit that in the days of Caddyshack and Ghostbusters, I'd never have expected Bill Murray to become one of our finest actors. I knew he was fabulous at comedy, but didn't realize he could handle dramatic parts as well. I think that realization hit me when I saw how brilliantly he handled both in Groundhog Day. With a screenplay by Danny Rubin and director Harold Ramis, it's easy to see this as a heartwarming comedy, which it is, of course. But then it resounds inside you. You see the changes that this daily repetition has on Phil Connors, and he transitions from selfish jerk to a man who lives to serve. Only then does his heart find the true satisfaction he always wanted. Harold Ramis said that he considered that Phil Connors experienced the same day for 10 years. Rubin said that he used Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's five stages of death and dying as a template for Phil's progress. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Murray said that Rubin was touched by God when he wrote this. I've often considered Groundhog Day to be related to another of my favorite movies. It's a wonderful life. A man goes through difficult times before realizing how blessed he is. In the Frank Capra classic, Jimmy Stewart stands on the bridge at the end and pleads to God for his old life to return. As his prayer is answered, snow begins to fall. In Groundhog Day, when Bill Murray and Andy McDowell are talking after he has created her face in an ice sculpture, he says, No matter what happens, Tomorrow or for the rest of my life, I'm happy now. And it begins to snow. The film was not shot in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, but in Wilmette, Illinois. Even so, it's helped make Punxsutawney a tourist destination. Bill Murray, Harold Ramis, and Stephen Tobolowsky, 
you know, Stephen Tobolowski, insurance agent Ned Ryerson, Needlenose Ned, Ned the Head, have all been honorary Grand Marshal in Punxsutawney on February 2nd. Harold Ramis said, We started filming in winter and finished in spring. So there was this quite natural progression, even in our own mood. It was the emotional arc of the movie. By the way, Bill Murray was bitten twice by the groundhog and needed medical attention. That's suffering for your art. Thanks for joining us for these episodes of Great American Things. Be sure to listen to our next podcast when our selections will be a mouthwatering treat and an architectural landmark. Thanks for listening. To comment on today's podcast, send an email to gatpodcast at gmail.com. That's gatpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us at Great American Things. Mm-hmm.